Hello and welcome to the WooCast episode number 47 with Reagan Tilton. My name is Mackie. And I'm Juliet. We're here to explore all things weird and woo-woo. For some reason, I thought you were going to say spiritual weird and woo-woo today. It Maybe like that it, should be the new tagline. <laughs> it just seemed like a good fit today. <laughs> Today's class is what I'm going to call this episode. The master class. Yeah, we've got a master class on chakras, which is something I wanted to offer our listeners for a long time. And Reagan is uh, one of my good friends, and she is our returning guest, our first returning guest of all the guests. She was our first guest, and she has come back to share all the things about the chakras and there are many philosophies on this, so you'll hear what her take is. And you can do so much research on this and learn all the different ways that you can look at the energy systems in our body. But today I thought it was a really, really good like 101 masterclass for us to just think about our energetic systems and how they function and how they play an integral role in our health and how we feel. Yeah, super enlightening. Uh, it's one of those things that oftentimes in these circles, you hear about, oh, this chakra, that chakra. And it's often, it's just kind of like passed over. It's assumed that you know the basics around these things. And uh, I didn't. So it was really cool to get really the basic information, the foundational information. So I can now understand a lot of these conversations a lot of a little bit better yeah so we're gonna leave it at that we're tired today guys we're not gonna do any <laughs> other talking right before we recorded this i was taking a cat nap like i was just sleeping hard within five seconds you know and speaking of energy i had a a really intense acupuncture session yesterday which is why i am sleeping a lot today because i'm working on some energy around my kidney area which is where I've been a little deficient. And so I had a lot of an, a pretty intense energy session yesterday and I feel like I need to sleep it off today. So with that, we will get right into learning all about the chakras. Here we go. All right, I'm going to introduce for the first time Mackie since he's having a burp attack. <laughs> <laughs> Just had lunch. I scarfed it down. You did. Hi, Reagan. Welcome back Hi. to the WooCast. Hi. Our first return guest. Yes. A lot of firsts. First guest, first return guest. Yeah. Nice. Really excited to talk about this topic because you have a whole like course that and workshop mm -hmm. that you teach people on this. And so in the most condensed way in an hour-long show we're yeah. gonna try to open up everybody's uh perception and ideas around what are chakras or chakras or however you want to say them we were having this discussion offline about how do you say it is it chakra or chakra it's said to be chakra like most people say but like i kept myself saying chakra and i think it's just a, my Philadelphia accent and just the way that I, it's just the way that I speak, you know, but like to chakra, you know, and I'll try and keep in that, but I slip and say chakra. But it doesn't matter, you know, right? I think, I think most people do, you know, I, I always want to honor the tradition, you know what I mean? And like the word for it. But again, at the end of the day, like, I think, you know, it's most people hear chakra, you know, yeah. Um, when they're speaking about it, whether in the yoga and like, even sometimes people hear 
chakra and like maybe it's the first time they've ever heard it in yoga class and they don't even know what it is, you know, like, yeah. but it depends. But chakra, I believe is the, again, I cannot pronounce stuff correctly because of my accent. Um, it's so funny because I don't think I have one, but when people hear it, they're like, wow, where well, is I it I heard from? someone saying it in a Chicago accent. They're like chakra. So, you know, <laughs> we all say it in our own way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So tell, tell us about this, you know, energetic body that we have and how do, what, what does it all mean? How many are there? What, what do they represent? Give us so a, the little 101. Said, so they're said to be thousands. You know what I mean? Like they're said to be like thousands. There's ones above you. There's ones. Depending on how we would get, there's ones below you, they're outside. And with me being a Reiki practitioner, they're like in my, I use my, in some traditions. And we have the same lineage because you, Amber taught you yep. Reiki. So we have the same Usui um, Reiki lineage, which we don't talk about chakras at all in that. Even yep. though when I first started Reiki, I was like, oh, I guess we're balancing chakras. And they're like, we don't talk about chakras in Usui Reiki. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. That's something different. But now that my Reiki practice has kind of like moved into energy work, you know, um, Usui Reiki trained, but I also incorporate chakras into my, and that's where this became more interesting to me because I think it's a lot easier if we kind of break ourselves up into these seven energy bodies versus being like, you're all over the place or like your energy's good, your energy's bad. And so chakras would be the, an energetic, there, it would be, there's seven main ones. Um, and they're along your spine. They go from your crown to your, or the base of your spine is your first one to your, the seventh one, which is your crown chakra. And it's an energetic uh, spinning wheel, they say, that is, you know, um, spiritual. It's spiritual and energetic, but it also does connect to like our physical body as well. So as much as the chakras are that, it's like that branch in between the physical and the metaphysical. So they are, it's energetic, but it also does associate with different parts of our our body and our anatomy, organs and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Emotions, mental, that kind of stuff. And why is it useful for us to think of ourselves as having these energetic bodies and, you know, and centers within ourselves? I, I think for me, when I, the reason why I taught my, the first time, and I'm going to bring it back again in the fall is I feel like if it's seven main ones, and I feel like if you, you're always like, you're like, I don't feel well, or I don't feel good. or I feel off. And it's like, what feels off? Because you could be in a really good headspace or you could be financially okay. Your root chakra could be doing well, but your throat chakra is off. And I think that a lot of people are just like, it's good or bad. or I don't feel well. And it's like, if you can utilize the chakra system in order to, and incorporating with healing work, you're able to pinpoint which ones are off and which ones are balanced, unbalanced, you know, closed off, open, too open, you know, and then you can say, then you can kind of do more spot healing. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's funny because I always for years just kind of knew about these as wanting to open them. It wasn't until more recently in the last couple of years that I that I realized, oh, they could be too open. And then I started paying attention to different people in my life and being, oh, okay, their throat chakra is way too open <laughs> or, yeah. you know, their um, sacral way too open. And you know what I mean by that? And yeah. so, and those are really interesting things and to like calibrate yourself and to balance yourself so that you can feel more grounded, I guess. And it helps for me. I, and a lot of the people that took my course, they, you know, weren't, didn't necessarily do energy work, but was always interested. And in I said, you never, I never want to throw away a whole person. Exactly. Like somebody's throat chakra might be off, but they might be a great person. They have a great heart and they have a balanced heart. But again, if you're just like, Ugh, I don't like that, or I don't like, like you, you tend to throw away a whole person. But if you can look at someone and be like, 
whether it's like your partner or a friend or a family member, you'd be like, you know, they have a great heart and like, they're really balanced in certain ways are grounded, but like they have a really off throat chakra, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like, instead of being like all no, you know, like a, a negative or something like that. And I think, I think it was really helpful for people to be like in tune with their own, but like also in tune with other people's or be able to see it instead of seeing that person as like, I don't like that person or I do like that person. Yeah. And it seems like we really are moving into this era of energy medicine mm-hmm. where this is going to be, you know, not for those who just are kind of seeking it out, but it will become more a part of just general medicine and looking at us as not just these physical dense bodies yeah. and, be- and beings, but we have an energy body that we have to look at. And we, and you know, just from the standpoint of looking at how stress can create illness, that right there shows you that that's an energy, right? Like yeah. feelings are and stress, that's, that's not a tangible thing, you know? Right. It's not an object or anything, but that creates senses in our body, creates emotional disturbances, which then can create physical ailments. So this is something that I feel like is very important to to start like really having conversations around and understanding your energetic body so you can help yourself to calibrate. And like you were saying, if you don't feel well, where, where in your body can you tune in to see where you don't feel well? And often it's, it's not about what, what it is. It's about what it represents. Like, where is that coming from? You know? So let's talk about the, the seven chakras and kind of go through each one. Yeah. Okay, great. So the first one for, um, just going off of like an example of what you were saying, like as women, before we started to the seven, like an example of what you were saying was like, a lot of women, we have like a lot of us and it's all, it's like a joke now. And there's not a meme about it, but like how all most women have like their stomachs are always upset, you know, like, but that's our solar plexus chakra and our solar plexus chakra is associated with confidence, ego, happiness, identity, security, core. And it's like, it makes sense that people have upset bellies. It's like, is your, and again, some people have GI issues. Also, there's also like physical medical issues that are associated with that. And it's like, it's how you heal it. You heal it this way or this way. There's always like, you can do it physically, medically, but you can also do it like energetically. And I think it's like a mix of the two is helpful. But like, again, I remember one time I was in the hospital for like a heart thing and my heart was racing and I was overnight, whatever, but I was also dealing with a lot of heartache and heartbreak. So, and it was actually, actually there was teaching my heart chakra course. So it's so, it's like, it manifests in physical and energetic ways. And if we learn how to take care of both, that's our healthiest. Self, yeah. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Yeah. So great examples of, of, of that being like, yeah, then if you were constantly have stomach aches or you have like a weaker core or whatever, you might have to work on your solar plexus and yeah. there's stuff that you can do. And I, nothing is a magic wand. I mean, we are, we are, we were born and we die. You know what I mean? Like we're not here forever. So we're always going to have some sort of ailment physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, or whatever, but it's like, there, there is stuff that we can do, you know? Yeah. Um, so the first chakra would be the, the root chakra. Um, I don't really, I'm not really good at the Sanskrit name. So this would be the Muladhara. And I think too, for me, it's like a lot of times I stayed away from it because I didn't know like the perfect pronunciation of everything. And I didn't think that I was well-versed in it. But I'll tell you, if you Google information on chakras, you read books on it, there's always a little mix of, everyone has like a different school of thought on, on a lot of it. Um, but that's associated with your um, like financial stability it's your um groundedness um safety stability so if you're someone who's homeless you're gonna have an off root chakra 
If you're someone who's struggling financially, financially, your root chakra is going to be off. If you're someone who, you know, is experiencing, you know, periods in their life where you're feeling insecure, your root chakra is going to be off. It's, you know, it's your basic needs. It's like Maslow's hierarchy of, you know, that pyramid Maslow's Mm -hmm. hierarchy of needs. It's like that basic part. And so um, that's going to be the part where it's like, that's about you're just balance and stability. And people can say like, you know, I can see when I Reiki people, like their root chakra might be off. This also develops in our younger years between like one and eight. So that's, again, that's as children, we're looking for our safety. So again, also going down the road, if you had a very insecure, you know, childhood, one through eight early years in your life, you might always deal. And that's going to say, that it wouldn't say that you wouldn't be able to make money or have a home or whatever, but you might always be dealing with some sort of like root chakra issue. Mm-hmm. And again, during healing, you might be fine, stable, whatever, but you might have a root chakra issue and it might just come from like healing childhood stuff too. So then your root chakra is healthier. There's so many different facets of how to work on that one. Now, like I said, if it's too open, you could be really materialistic. So you could be too much about money, too much about things. Um, Or if it's blocked, you could be needy. You could have low self-esteem. You could feel like you're never good enough. Um, But if it's balanced, like I said, high self-mastery, know how to show up in the physical world, but also be, you know, um, a good person grounded and healthy. You don't make bad choices for yourself. Mm, Sounds like somebody who really has their life together, but they're humble about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's associated with um, your bones, um, your skeletal structure. You can also, your adrenals, your endocrine system as well. Um, the bladder and the colon as well. It's like located down that lower area. Mm-hmm. Something I also heard more recently around the root chakra is it's a very tribal chakra. And Absolutely. because, you know, being a part of that tribe, that safety. And one of the things that I have been just talking to a lot with clients lately about is this fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. And we don't really need to fear rejection anymore because we are not in a tribe where if we get kicked out, we are going to die because we rely right. on that tribe, right? Exactly. <laughs> you can live alone with 30 cats now, like you're fine. Yeah. But we still have that very primal root chakra feeling of... Exactly. Oh, uh-oh, you know, somebody doesn't like me, I'm being rejected. And that can create this feeling of like insecurity. And physically, and I'm sure you guys know, Sometimes there's that sensation at the base of your spine when you feel that. And it's this almost like, like feeling where it's, it's not the stomach sick. It's not the head crazy. It's that like that. I don't know. I feel like a surge of energy in that Mm -hmm. area. And you're like, I'm off there. Like something, I feel this, I feel on earth. Exactly. If you feel like if you ever, if you hear like you're going to get fired, you know what I mean? When people hear of layoffs, you know what I mean? Like if you're working a job, like that's a general one. Like if you're hearing your company's doing layoffs, but you still have your job, you're going to walk around with a pretty fucked up root shocker for a little bit, you know? Uh, but sense of belonging is one of the biggest things, acceptance and comfort connected to the earth. But sense of belonging is big. And I also do believe that we're, and I know this biologically, we're closer to cave people than we are like this robot world we live in. So biologically, we are going to look for comfort and whatever. And we have to intellectually tell ourselves I'm safe and okay as well. Yes. Yeah. That was the way that I was able to really heal my root chakra because that was something that was very off for me from having the childhood stuff when yeah. I, from like around that, that young age of, you know, moving a lot, not feeling like we could pay the bills, things like that really affected that part of me where I felt very ungrounded and afraid and wanted to create so much stability in my life. Sometimes you can overcompensate, right? Because yeah. you're trying to heal something. Um, so how do people begin to 
heal the their root chakra or support the root chakra if that is a, if they are resonating with what you're saying about feeling that level of maybe instability or insecurity around their safety and finances and things like that I mean, there's always like with chakra work, there's always sort of like, um, you know, you could do any sort of energy work. You could do yoga poses. You could do grounding. You could do earthing. You could take a hike, get yourself connected to nature, go let go into the ocean, you know, like things like that. And the, but there's also parts where you can do stuff like look at what your finances look like. Ask yourself if there's people in your, around you that make you feel unearthed and unbalanced. Are you in a community that makes you be materialistic and you want to be a more humble person you know it's looking at like what are the things that make you feel so and again like you did looking at childhood stuff like and 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 really saying to yourself also you can like eat different things there's like um you can do chanting as well but like there's different foods associated with except for the crown chakra um which is sunlight but there's different uh proteins beans um meats any sort of root vegetable is going to help you with your root chakra. Mm-hmm. So it's feeling that, you know, that part of it where you can, you know, be like, how can I get myself closer to earth? How can I get myself more grounded? How can I not choose, um, you know, anything out of like feeling unsafe? Like, do, do I do this because I feel unsafe? Do I do this because I don't, you know, or am I choosing to stay with, or, you know, if you're in a partnership, stay with someone who makes me feel safe because I don't feel safe on my own. And it's like, you know, doing, taking the steps and stuff to, to do that. Um, but basically it can sometimes be like a quicker fix in a certain way where it's just like, okay, like maybe your finances are messy. Maybe your job isn't supporting you enough. Maybe you need to look at like, um, or maybe you're not living in the right area. I mean, for you guys, you know, you realize you weren't living in the right area for you mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. You know? I wanted to get more grounded by being in nature. And do you feel like your root chakra is much better. Oh yeah. I have so much more trust in the universe than I had prior, even though I had more financial security back in Philadelphia because I had a salary versus now I don't have that yet. I feel safer and more grounded here. (laughs) So it has nothing to do with the actual external reality of having that, that security, you know, quote unquote. Right. Because abundance is, isn't just necessarily money. Mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, you can feel more abundant where you uh, are. I want an abundance of time. That's always yeah. what I want an abundance of <laughs> time to do what we want to do. And like, especially go out and hike and be in nature and just be just experience and, again, and be, you were making the money, but you found yourself spending the money. Exactly. Which is like, which is a, too, like a too open root chakra or like unbalanced root chakra. You know yeah. what I mean? Like materialism. And I don't mean like your materialism, materialism was, was helping you feel more grounded, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's just put things in there. All right. Give me more stuff. Give me more stuff. Maybe that'll make me feel more grounded, yeah. but yeah. quite the opposite for a lot of us. Yeah. Right, so then we move on to the sacral. Sacral. We, I love the sacral chakra. It's, <laughs> it's the, you know, the seat of creativity. So it would be the Svadhisthana is how you say it. Um, and the, the Sanskrit name for it is um, it means sweetness, which oh, I love hmm. that. So if you always think of it that way, and I think sometimes people like avoid that one as well, because it's like very sexual and like, you know, it's kind of one of those ones. And um, if it's off, which it can be for a lot of people, it, it can be a little bit, um, you know, it's stuff you really don't want to talk about, but it's the seat of creativity in our sexual center. So it's re- located in between our navel and our like, you know, um, lower, you know, root chakra. So the pubic bone area below the navel is responsible for our creative expression. 
So um, for women and men, it needs to be used and balanced all the time. If not, we get ourselves in a lot of trouble. You know, um, we can be, if it's too open, you can be emotionally unbalanced. You can be manipulative, sexually, sex addicts, uh, lust, toxic, jealousy, that kind of stuff. If it's blocked and you're overly sensitive, you're non-sexual, you might have emotional trauma, too much stress, you can't be expressive. Um, we all are creative. Like it, I think sometimes we think like, and I, that's why I love this, the sacral chakra too, because we're all an artist in some way. And I think people just think like, oh, I'm not an artist, so I'm not creative. So when I say, oh, you're creative and people say, no, I'm like, that's a lie. You know what I mean? Like every single, we all create, we're creating every, women we, and men, we create life if we want to. We can create, we can birth different things. Like your podcast is your, you know what I mean? Like you're creative in the way that you work with people. We're all creative. Like I always say my creative medium is people. Yeah, I'm an artist in that sense, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it, but again, look, we need creativity. That's all we're here doing. That's how we got here. So for people who have a balanced one, they're trusting, they're expressive, they're tuned to their feelings. So they're not like overly emotional, but they're not under emotional, you know? And so sometimes with people, um, you know, it's, we see a lot of times with young women, young men, where they're like, it's unbalanced or overactive. And so they're engaging in a lot of risky sexual behavior, or they feel very repressed. So they, how, and you know, with your work, like how many times do you get people where like, I don't know what my passion is. I have no idea what I'm passionate about. Yeah. Well, I think this is like a cultural issue. Like, I don't think, I think that, you know, well, we think of everything as a microcosm, you know, of the big, of the, of yeah. all the cosmos and, you know, and in this sense, I think that for many of us with our society and the rules and restrictions that have been placed on both women and men, but women, women in particular, especially with their sexuality and expressiveness around that, that has blocked a lot of that creative expression and, and being able to feel more free. And, mm -hmm. and then with men, it's like, it has gone the opposite because they've been told like, you can, you know, you got to be the one to go out and be the predator. And, you know, so it's like, then that's the overactive side, right? So we got to find the balance for each of us to get to. Yeah, and, and it shows equality between men and women. This also develops between eight and 14 years old. So, and think of that, that's when we hit puberty. So this develops. So, and again, a lot of, a lot of people do experience sexual trauma in between those years as well. Sadly to say, I've yet to come across, you know, most people you come across in healing work or with working with stuff, not everyone, but a lot of people have experienced some sort of sexual trauma, whether it was their first time or molestation or like strange, you know, from a stranger feeling like insecure sexually. So that is one of those things where it's like, it's going, you're going to kind of develop it during those years, but how you go about how you look at creativity or sex or your create or how to express yourself. Um, you know, even if it's not sexual, it's like, how do we express myself? Like, I, I don't want to share my passions with people. I'm embarrassed of what I'm passionate about. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like, if, you know, that's when it happens and that makes sense. And then again, like that might be something in years and years and years, how to get that back into balance. But I always, I say, I love this part of the sacral chakra, which is like meet the sacral chakra with curiosity. So it's not as daunting, you know, like where it feels like, oh, I need to get it. Like I need to be perfect with my sacral chakra. So I don't like, you know, because sometimes I think it's scary for people because it's dark in there. You I think know, anything around sexuality can be really scary for you yeah. know, I speak for myself, you know, mm -hmm. with that, that was an area where I'm like, oh, I'm not ready to touch that part of my healing and trauma. I'll do all the other stuff that I'll yeah. that I want to wait on. <laughs> yeah. And the womb is dark. Do you know what I mean? The womb is dark. That's like, you know, you know, metaphysically, physically, metaphorically, like the womb is a very dark creative area. 
and it's like a sandbox of stuff. So you want to meet it with curiosity and a balanced. And the key to this is I always say, obviously, everyone loves the heart chakra and, you know, everyone has their favorite chakra or the one that relates them the most. But I always say, if you have a balanced sacral chakra, life is easy. So if you are having an easy time moving through life, you probably have a balanced sacral chakra. If you're having trouble moving through life, check your sacral chakra. Mm. How does one check their chakras without just, you know, looking around their reality? But is there a way that they can actually tune in, like we we're talking about with the physical, like, and to feel sensations in the specific parts of their body to know what's um, going on? Yeah. So there was like, so for me, it's like a lot of women, if they have children, like, are, you know, a birthing, their sacral chakra is going to be pretty balanced. They're being creative. And then having those children from one to five, you know, like they're still doing creative, you're still doing creative projects with children. So you're like creating and whatever. It, you know, postpartum might affect that or whatever. But again, I find with a lot of women, like where after they're done having kids, you ever see these women and their kids are like, they're three kids and their kids are like 10 and then they want a baby again. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm like, why don't you take an art class? It's not that you're, it's not that you need another baby because they're yearning for that creative, have the baby, do the, do the, the, the things, be creative with your child because you need to do projects, you're helping them. And like, do an art class do it, you know, try to like, do a dance class. <laughs> yeah. So for you, it's like you moving your body. But again, people are like, they don't get it. And that's one thing where it's like, if you do an art class, you might satiate that like energy where you think you want to ha- create another baby and go through the process of like creating this little human again. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, anything, anything creative, anything artistic, um, if you're, you know, uh, getting more comfortable with sex, whether it's for me, it's like, I knew my sacral chakra was off for a while and I also didn't want to engage in any sort of like risky sexual behavior like I just didn't wasn't really dating at the time so I like was like I got a, I never had a vibrator before I like went out and got a vibrator and I was like I'm gonna work on my sacral chakra what do I like what does feel good mm-hmm. and it's so physically for me I was able to kind of because again sexual partnership if you're not in a committed relationship it, there's also a lack of trust sometimes there so it's not like go out and have you know have a bunch of sex like unless it's like a trusted partner so for me it was like one of those things exploring that area and being able to feel safe with that yoga is really great for that as well um also there's foods for it too so the foods that you could do is like um liquids nuts ginger that kind of stuff are really good for it i'm trying to think of what else i would say for someone um if they're going over that um how do you embrace change so if people are, have trouble embracing change they're gonna have you know but again learning how to be better with change learning how to make decisions too um is is a lot better because you're creating 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 when you're doing that joy um, giving and receiving, you know, being able to be better at giving and receiving in life. Mm-hmm. Oh, one thing we didn't touch on is we're only on chakra too. This is so great. I love this masterclass that we're getting right now is the colors, right? So the root chakra for everyone is red. Red, yes. Yep. And then when we get to the sacral, we're going it's into orange. orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, too, if someone's getting like energy work or um, also if they're getting like their colors red, you know, when you get your colors red, like Colors, numerology, everything, everything's connected. Everything is signed. Everything is associated. Everything's a symbol for everything. So orange is that. And again, like eating orange food too. So eating like sweet potatoes, eating oranges, you know, that can also help with that thing. It's also like a lot of times people with off safe brush chakra, like I don't feel good enough. I don't feel worthy, you know, I don't feel worthy of, of sexual, you know, pleasure. And again, that that's, that's where sexual beings that's in and of itself a problem. Mm-hmm. I was just yeah. thinking about when I moved out on my own for the first time when I was 17 after my dad died and I was, I didn't really have a choice and I painted my room 
red and yellow. I <laughs> just was thinking, you know, like McDonald's. The, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, it's trying to be red and gold. It was I was wanted these very like Buddhist colors, but it ended yes. up looking like McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Legit. And people would ask if I wanted fries with that when they would come into my room. <laughs> but that but the root chakra, the color red was the one that like I felt the most off with. You know, obviously like I was homeless. I had to find a place to live. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna go into next the solar plexus, which is yellow. Which, which is yellow. I yeah. feel so much energy in for my like over the years. Like I've had burning there a lot. Like it's talked to me for a long time. The solar yeah. plexus. And again, like I said, a lot of women and, and men. It's it's. I think it's a lot different for women and men as well. And I'll I'll preface everything with men operate with the lower three chakras. You guys just come into this modern world with like sex, money, power, ego. Like that's <laughs> it. That's all three. And then us women, like that's what men are all about. That's a, and then with women, we're like the higher chakras. I love, I feel. And then that's why women are crazy and men are like egomaniacs, you know? <laughs> and the, best, the best part is something that like for the women to go down and the men to go up, you know? To, and that's the best part. But yeah, so with men, it's like you guys come in operating at the lower three, which makes sense because your ego, your identity, your fear, your happiness, your sadness is all located in the solar plexus chakra, which is like our belly area. It's our core. Um, and again, like you said, it's yellow. It's responsible for our self-confidence, our self-motivation, um, control as well. But the, my favorite part about the solar plexus chakra, it's radical self-acceptance. So you do not have to be perfect to have a balanced solar plexus. And that's the thing I think that people get wrapped up in with this core area is per- perfection. And it's not perfection. Perfection is the antithesis of a, a healthy solar, solar plexus. It's radical self-acceptance mm. is what it really comes into. And then you're able to balance yourself out. Um, it's Manapura is the, uh, and if I'm saying it wrong, I apologize, the um, Sanskrit name. And it means lustrous gem in Sanskrit. So it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it's, again, like it can be scary for some of us, but it's for people who are comfortable in their own skin. If it's unbalanced, you can block your potential. You know, it's, for me, it's, you know, I think associated with the chariot card in the, um, I think it is the chariot card, which we know that one is confidence and control um, in the tarot card. Oh, strength as well in the tarot. Um, but it's, it develops between 14 and 21 years old. So think about that high school and college, you know, what I mean? like right before co- like college. So I was so doomed. <laughs> <laughs> well, Which makes again, sense. I mean, like I literally had years. 14, I had like a sexual trauma, then all the way up until 18, 19, bad relationships, abusive relationships. Dad died at 16. My brother had an illness. So it's like literally from that age to 20 to like 20. Those were my ages of feeling so like beaten down. Mm-hmm. And that's when I had developed the eating disorder and felt like I just had no self-acceptance, no self-love. So, and I would get that feeling. It's like even my solar plexus would burn like a heartburn kind of feeling, but down in my solar plexus, it was just like radiating all this pain all the time. Yeah. And doesn't that make sense? Because during the time you're developing this stuff, which is when you should be, this is when you should be being told you're doing great or you're finding out what you want to do one day, or you're building your confidence and you're getting the complete opposite, which you turn out to have an underdeveloped or blocked or closed solar plexus which is like and again that's why i love the chakra system is because 
you're able to spot check different areas where it's not just like, oh, I'm, I'm, I feel like shit. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. I feel like, and it's like, let's spot check. What are the areas? And it's like, cause you might have a great throat chakra, but your, you know, your solar plexus chakra might be off, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things. So if, if it's too open, you're unreasonable, workaholic, angry, controlling, judgmental. If it's blocked, you're overly concerned with what other people think, fearful, insecure, need constant reinsurance, people pleasers, addictive behavior. But a balanced one would be respect yourself and respects others simultaneously, um, has personal power, um, can be uninhibited in certain ways. But again, like I said, if the solar plexus is like, oh, right, great, if I have like a healthy ego or if I have like a healthy self-confidence, that's great. But you might be off balance if you're also not respecting that in other people. So it's like, the, I think too, it's the, a lot of judgment comes from this area, you mm-hmm. know? And if you're judgmental, you're going to have an off solar plexus as well. You know, you've got to be able to respect yourself and respect other people, feel comfortable in your own skin. You know, that there, again, this area, if you have a lot of like um, digestive, you know, issues, fatigue, uh, gaining weight, a lot of people who, um, have a lot of weight in their stomach area, like, which for me, I always carried it, carry it here are going for me. I was like protecting my solar mm. plexus, protecting, um, that kind of area. So it was like, so that no one could, could, could get into that. No one could know that I'm lack confidence or that I'm insecure or that like, I, you know, my gut instinct was always off. And then as you shed, 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 you know, you start to, expose yourself a little more and feel more comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. And you rock string bikinis like Reagan does. <laughs> I, you know, I, I love had to it. figure that out. You know? like, I love it. Every time you are on um, post online, you in a bikini, I am like, it just makes me beam. I just love it. <laughs> and you saw the other day I went, I did a nude beach. I was like, I, love it. I, I, I mean, this is the kind of thing when you start to heal different yeah. parts of yourself. Like I would never have done something like that before, like just gotten naked in front of a bunch of strangers, you know, but this sense of personal power and, and, uh, excel and radical self-acceptance is what I've been cultivating for many years. And that's like a culmination of all that work is just being, I don't give a fuck. Like I am going to be naked on this beach and I love myself. And it, it's, it doesn't come from the area of like, I'm going to be naked on this beach because I'm hotter than everyone else. It was like, my body's beautiful because their bodies are beautiful. Yes. You know what I mean? You're, the ability to be able to get naked and the ability to be, to be able to share your body was because you found other, because if you were there and you're like, oh, my body's hotter than all these other people here, then that wouldn't be, you know, but you saw them and you said, they're beautiful. And I accept them because I accept myself. Exactly. Now we get Mackie to do it next time with me. Next trip. <laughs> I feel like with men, it's a little more different because it's like, I, I mean, I obviously I love men or whatever, but it's like your penises are like just dangling there in the open. Like at least with us women, like boobs are acceptable and our stuff is a little, you know, hidden. But I feel like guys, it's it's a it's a lot to also, see that, you know. You never know what's gonna be in the water, right? Oh, uh, we were yeah. Lake Tahoe's nothing you have to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if no you're crabs. It, yeah, no crabs are gonna be attacking your penis. <laughs> also, can I we also like stop and think about about the fact that your last name is Root and then you married Root. Mm. Oh, I know. That's why. I, that's why I was like, I am absolutely going to be taking that last name because yeah. it's just like feels like a like a part of the whole like come full circle in my journey of feeling safe. You know. Yeah. And this it's is proof the, that we're in a simulation. I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like you were the first man that I ever met that made me feel safe. Mm-hmm. And your last name was Root. Like, wow. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> and that's, and also going back to the solar plexus, that part is like, um, also it's yellow. So like, think about like, 
it's sunshine. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. warm, warm, warm people are like that. Um, you want to like, and again, the shadow side is shame. So again, part of radical self-acceptance is if you, if you live in a lot of shame or guilt, um, you know, that's a part of, of not being able to do that. And that's where you're just like, oh, I need some solar plexus work. For me too, it's like, it's taking like a lot of core classes where I was never wanted to take that before because I had a weak core. I lacked the confidence and it's like your core, like it makes you stand tall. It's, you know what I mean? It zips everything in. It's so strong. And it's like, you want to be able to embody that, you know, physically, but also energetically. But if you're also, if your solar plexus is off, you lack like a good gut instinct. And that's all we really want. You oh, know? Yeah. Very true. That intuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we travel our way up into the heart. Yes. So in the heart chakra, which we love, it's, it's the center. So there are seven. So it's the middle. It's in like, like in our body, you know, uh, physically, medically, it's the powerhouse, you know, um, in the chakra system, it's the powerhouse as well. And you it's know? green, the color green. It's green, it's green, which is so funny because most people, you know, associate a heart and love with like red or pink. Um, and so they end up too, if you love like crystals and things like that, you might get like a rose quartz because it's pink for love. But I always say my favorite like heart chakra love crystal is a malachite, which is green. Mm, I love that. You know them. It's yeah, with that swirly. I love that. And it, for me, it's like, you know, obviously self love and and softness, you know, with the rose quartz and obviously it's still associated with that, but like a malachite is one of my favorite when it comes to like, if you're trying to manifest love or have more love or work with your heart chakra, you can do that. So, um, an emerald greenish color, it's an anahata and, um, the Sanskrit meaning of that word is a sound that can be made without anything striking. So it's just like a beautiful, you know, that like, it's like no harm, you know, like so beautiful, but you can feel it. It's um, it's like again the for the it can be unstruck or unhurt, unbeaten, which is so beautiful because it means like without pain, you know. But also like being able to to feel without having to have that. So you have um, the heart chakra. So if it's balanced, you're compassionate, you love unconditionally, you're nurturing, um, you, you know, you're loving. You can give love. You can receive love. Um, it develops in between 21 and 28. And if you go along with like people's things, it's like when most people get married, meet their love of their life. Um, it's when they, they fall in love with their careers. You know, it's when they become an adult. And so, and again, sometimes experience their first heartache or heartbreak, real one, you know, and it's like, we're, we're learning. And again, you can see a lot of people who close off their hearts at that age. You meet someone who's in their 35 and you're like, I can't meet anyone, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what happened when I was 25, my, I was engaged and we broke it off and my, my heart's been closed ever since. And it's like, you know, like those type of things. And so it's like, they, people close it off. So if it's, it's blocked or it could be blocked from childhood or it could be blocked from just like things in life, but, um, fear of rejection loves too much. Those people who love too much, you know, um, feels unworthy, received love, self pitying a lot of bad memories, a lot of old programming. If it's too open, you're possessive, jealous, angry uh, loves conditionally mm-hmm. like because you do this i will love you uh emotionally punishes people so emotionally manipulative people are you know have an unbalanced uh, or close, uh heart chakra um overly dramatic um narcissistic narcissism can be can lie within the uh heart chakra in that area and then if, obviously with our bodies um heart chest lung circulation breast cancer things like that all circle around this they say heart ache and heartbreak um, can sometimes be the emotional manifestation, like, uh, it can manifest breast cancer and things, lung cancer, mm-hmm. grief is held in the lungs as well. 
So a lot of that stuff goes hand in hand medically, emotionally, physically, all that kind of stuff. So heart chakra isn't just about like, oh, like um, I, I'm married, so my heart chakra is balanced or I have a boyfriend. So my heart, it's like not, not the case because it's more than just that. So for those who have closed their heart, they, they can sense this with themselves. They had a really bad breakup with someone and they're in that space right now where they are afraid to open themselves back up again to love or possibility or no one will be as good as that person was, you know, like they didn't necessarily want that breakup. It, you know, that person want, left them. How does one begin to open their heart chakra back up? This is going to be the biggest hack ever. Ooh, I'm first. excited. Fun. People think love makes the heart chakra more balanced. It's fun. It's fun. Fun, laughter, joy, making good memories, manifesting a good future, focusing on things you love, going out and have a, again, people say, my heart's broken. My heart, you know, it's off, it's blocked, it's whatever. And the only thing that can fix it is falling in love with someone else or that, and it, or having people love me. And it's literally fun. Mm. And if you can, then when the fun, and again, having fun, you can go do fun things, but if you're not having fun, so it's like right. finding fun again, will heal your heart. I love that. That's mm-hmm. great. And you're healing yourself. You know, it's not just, yeah. it's not saying like, just telling yourself, oh, I can love again. I can love again. It's not a mantra. It's yeah. experiencing something that your heart resonates with. And it's like giving your heart medicine and laughter mm-hmm. and fun is the medicine. It is. And it's so funny because I always say to my clients, like you think that some getting someone to love you or love is, love is going to heal your heart chakra. And it's not, it's fun. And it's one of those things where it's like, because you have this memory bank of good memories and fun and stuff like that. So for me, it's like, if you're continuing to have fun and maybe you experience a heartache or heartbreak, you can go dig back in. Or you, if you haven't lost any of those things, you're not, you're able to kind of reach in and say, this was fun, or this was a good memory, not even just of that person, or I love doing this, or this is so fun, or let me experience that. You're able to kind of move through. And that's why people say it's like, it goes hand in hand with like the, the experts in like breakups or, you know, love or, you know, dating are always say like, distract yourself, go see your friends. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's like, they're not, they're saying that maybe because that's like, you know, what they think to do, but it also comes from a very energetic way as well. Mm-hmm. What's great about that. It's a very empowering way to look at it because it's, it's something that you can do for yourself as opposed mm-hmm. to being dependent upon somebody else's love or that's somebody right. else's, you know, harmonious relationship with yourself. Yeah. Like waiting yeah. around for someone. Yeah. You don't have to wait yeah. around. You can start to feel good by taking yourself yeah. out on the town. Yeah. Go to great adventure. I mean, I think one of the best <laughs> gifts that someone can give themselves is being able to be with themselves and be their own lover, right? You know, yeah. and I don't just mean that from like going and buying the vibrator and you know making love <laughs> yeah. to yourself, but that's a part of it. Being yeah. able to pleasure yourself will allow you to experience pleasure with another person on a much more intimate, deeper level. And so you can express and know for yourself what you like and what feels good. But in general, like being able to take yourself out on the town, like this is something that I have, like, I, I love my time with myself. Like I, <laughs> I'm like my own lover. Like yeah. I will take myself out to lunch and order a drink and I'll like walk, walk around and I'll do all the window shopping and I'll try clothes on and I'll do all these things. Like you don't want to do any of that with me anyways, you know? So, but I like have the best time with myself. 
These days well, it's all Barnes and Noble. I do like to go to Barnes and Noble I, and I'll read like 10 books. I mean, like, you know, I'll have 10 books on a table and like read them all. But uh, this came out of heartbreak. My, mm-hmm. I was forced into having to be, be by myself. And I, that's where my love of Barnes and Noble even came in because <laughs> I was like, I need, I went in to go read books about like love and how to open up my heart because I was suffering from such a bad heartbreak, but it, pushed me into being with myself i didn't really have a choice and then all right okay let me go introduce myself to that girl over there can she be my friend you know and take and learning how to have fun again and be you know and not just be because i was so codependent at the time with the person i had been with that i didn't even Mm -hmm. like have friends anymore so you know we all go through sometimes these dark nights of the soul to come yeah. out and go back towards the light. And it's not instant, but this life hack is is a great hack, Reagan. So thank you. You're welcome. And Mackie, do you find when she's had a fun day, she's more loving towards you? Yeah, for sure. You can Absolutely. feel it different. Like, not that she's not always, but like when she's had a fun day and there's a lot of fun, there's a lot of laughter. Can you even feel yeah. the love more, right? Totally. Yeah. Because yeah. you want to share that, you yeah. know, and it emanates off of you. Yeah. But I mean, we, we, we've seen, I think sometimes we see in like, you know, in TV or we see in relationships growing up that like love is pain and it's hard. It's, you know, it hurts and it's painful and it's dramatic and it's toxic. And it's one of those things where it's like, no, it should be, it's lighter. It's fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sometimes love is hard and our heart hurts when people pass away and we grieve and stuff like that. But the way to get out of it also is to have fun too. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to have fun. So I love that part. Cause I always say to anyone who's like heart chakras off, I'm like, it's fun. It's not love. Mm-hmm. Another boyfriend, girlfriend, marriage, whatever, isn't going to heal your heart chakra. It's going to be fun. Uh, and from there is awesome. when you find the love. Let's go have fun later. I'm in. <laughs> we were talking about well, what should we do after we podcast? Um, I've been I, craving going to an amusement park to see now. Okay. Is there? <laughs> we'll have, we'll have to any... look one up and see where there is. So you're going to win me like a big teddy bear or something? Yeah. <laughs> the sledgehammer. And your heart chakra is going to explode. There right we go. <laughs> uh, all right. So the next one I have personally experienced a lot of with doing Reiki on people. Mm-hmm. The throat chakra seems to be this very Which? tenuous, like there a lot of energy going on here. Why well, is that? That's the, that's the thing for you is too, if that's something that you, and I know that you've consciously wanted to work on that for yourself, I think, right? Yeah. And so you're usually. I, I definitely being able to express myself freely and in the podcast is a big way for me to, to show up and do that. Yeah. And again, yours has always been quote unquote, so healthy because you're an instructor and you can lead people and you can be open and stuff like that. But it's for you, you were just like, no, but I'm actually not sharing. And as you've gotten wooer, you know what I mean? Like you've been able to actually, you're like, actually people don't really know me. I want to share more. So as much as your throat chakra looked so healthy, it was probably also a little unbalanced because you weren't sharing your truth. Yeah. And I always just feel like that lump in the throat. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and again, people with, um, uh, this develops in between 28 and 35. Um, so it's, it, it's called, um, your throat chakra, it's blue and it's a uh, Ashuda. And it, the, the, the Sanskrit meaning of that is um, purification. So beautiful, which means like, you know, the most honest, pure, you know, meaning and everything like that. Like you want your throat to be pure. And a lot of people's, you know, if it's blocked or unbalanced or closed or whatever, it's impure. The things that come out of their mouth 
aren't, you know, they lie, you know, or it's, they're not truth or they suppress. Um, a lot of women too, um, a lot of ch- people I see, I little women, I find, I talked about this with my mom before. Um, if you see, if you, most generations below us or like older people older than us, a lot of them where children should be seen and not heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you always had to say only what your parents wanted you to hear. And you notice in that generation, all thyroid problems. You notice a lot of throat stuff. You notice a lot of that stuff. And so uh, for me, that doesn't kind of goes hand in hand with, you know, a lot of people with thyroid issues located in the throat, throat chakra issues, a lot of people pleasers, a lot of passive aggression. Um, and so us now, and I think generations below us are starting to learn how to, you know, have a clearer one, but it happens around like 28 to 30. And it's like, but that's also when we start asking for raises. It's when we start asking, we start speaking up for in our partnerships, we start wanting more for ourselves. Um, so that would be if it's too open, tells lies, doesn't listen, over talkative, dogmatic. So like very closed off, um, self-righteous and arrogant. If it's blocked, you can hold back from self-expression, unreliable, inconsistent view. So you're just like, you know, you can be, um, you know, saying one thing, doing the other thing, hypocritical, fear, fearful to speak, anxious, um, you know, to speak in front of people. Um, but when it's balanced, you have a good communicator, content. Um, finds it easy to meditate, artistically inspired, peaceful, truthful, honest. Um, you know, uh, you can kind of speak. And I always say, like, pass everything through, like, especially too for me, I say, like, in the solar plexus, like, you know, when, when you have something that's ex- in your gut instinct and you're, you like, pass it through, you know, have it in your, when you're ready to say something, communicate confidently, it's like in your solar plexus, pass it through your heart, pass it up your throat, and then let it come out your mouth, you know, mm-hmm. like things like that. So, um, but again, we know a lot of people with throat chakra issues, you know? Yeah, I definitely can be a challenge to express yourself when there's some of those more root fears too, around Mm -hmm. like being kicked out of the tribe, right? Mm -hmm. So if I say what's in my heart, what feels true for me in my identity, Mm -hmm. in my power center, my solar plexus, all these things are connecting But if you have that going again to that root chakra, which I think is also is it's not I think all of us have this a little bit, the root chakra thing, because of just being connected to this this earth and it and us not really knowing how if our survival is at stake or not. Right. Again, it goes back to that reptilian part of our brain that we haven't evolved away yeah. from so there's still a little bit of that if i express myself and i say something that the tribe isn't going to agree with then my life is at stake even though it really isn't so yeah. i guess you know i'm just kind of working this out of my own mind as we're talking it's like understanding that we are not in that place anymore and allowing yourself to still express freely knowing that uh, you're not going to, there's no tribe to get kicked out of anymore. It's right, all good. And, and going back to the tribal reason, like if you're saying of a lot of these chakras and these energies is the throat chakra is there to resolve conflict. We were given the ability to speak to resolve conflict, you know? So it's like these people were like, hear me, like, you know, hear me roar. I would throat chakra, you do this, whatever. It, it was, it was given to us to resolve, not to, you know, guru or to tell what to do is here to resolve not to fight you know yeah. so and that's going back to the tribal reasons for mm-hmm. it you know yeah that's beautiful 
So then we go into the, our third eye. Yeah. Which everyone like wants and like talks about. It's one of those <laughs> things where it's like, I'm, I'm like a third eye chakra, like a third eye this. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's Anya, A-J-N-A would be like the word for it. Um, it's to Sanskrit meaning is to perceive or to know. And we know that our third eye is like that, you know, if we know it's um it's located obviously like on our forehead, you know, in between our eyes above. Um, so it's for that it's governs self-awareness, it governs wisdom, um, discernment is held there, it's where our imagination is, um, but it also can hold like memories and fear too in a certain aspect. So we have to be able to have a healthy and balanced one so we can eliminate a lot of um of fears. Um, also I love the third eye because the third eye, obviously people want to be like, Oh, I'm so psychic. My third eye, this, but it's, it's part of the third eye is like also being open to like miracles, also being open to, to be able to see stuff that can't be seen with the, with the, the normal eye. You can see the beauty in a lot of things too. Um, it's, it's our emotional intelligence. So it doesn't really have a development, you know, physical development age. If it's too open, a lot of fantasy, um, maybe too logical, um, excessive daydream, also dogmatic. Um, can be arrogant, um, mentally exhausting. If it's blocked, undisciplined, fear, success, tendencies toward daydreaming, schizophrenic. Um, and again, too, a lot of times we're finding, I think like Shaman Dirk um, talked about how like, and I am not, you know, I, I'm very, still believe in science and medical stuff. But he said like, there's no such thing as like psychological issues or spiritual issues of when he talked about like schizophrenia or bipolar or whatever. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. It's definitely I, a very like, shamanic view of those things yeah i see it like in a very i see it from both sides i think that we've gone too far in the medical direction with a lot of like psychoanalysis and trying to label everything and put it in a box and be like you have this disorder you have this disorder when i do think that you know there are a lot of like there's a lot of like more spiritual anxiety right now spiritual depression people don't have as much of a connection to something greater than themselves or they lack a faith or they don't have a connection even to or reverence for even the great mother earth where we are a part of nature when we separate from these things i i have seen that there has been a lot of tethering away and which can yeah. cause a lot of like psycho you know are, are a lot of like what's the word i'm looking for like psychological like ailments and yeah so, but I don't think, I, I understand what you're saying. It's like, it's not just, okay, if your third eye is fucked, do you have schizophrenia, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Ex- and the part for me is if you're harmful to yourself or others, a, diag- a medical diagnosis is required. You know what I mean? Like, totally. But if you're, if you're not harmful to yourself and you're not harmful to other people, but you have this weird woo, like you can see that. Like, and I think a lot of people when they were younger did this and then they were kind of diagnosed with something when they really, you know, were intuitive or they were psychic or they were a medium or they like could see this kind of stuff, you know? So mm-hmm. for a lot of people, it's one of those things where, but again, like there can be some areas where this can kind of lead to people being like, I see things. And it's like, if you're not harming yourself or other people and it's not putting you in danger, then you might be, you know, need, need to learn how to channel it a lot better, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so a balanced one is people who are charismatic, highly intuitive, not attached to materialistic things. Uh, may experience unusual phenomenons like we do with synchronicities or psychic things or being able to like connect with spirit or be able to connect with ghosts, you know, being able to see things that can't be seen, but you can feel them in a certain way. Um, It's it's our sixth sense. It's our sixth chakra. 
it's our sixth sense, you know? Um, and it's, you know, it's associated with the pituitary gland, um, which, you know, is, goes along with our brain. Um, but again, it can also be, you know, one of those things where it's like, um, it can, you know, it can kind of like, it can harm us and it can help us. So this one's a tricky one, I think, to keep the most balance. Um, but a lot of times too, where it's like, sometimes we want to close it off a little bit if I need to be a human being, you know, like I can't always walk around with my third eye completely open. Um, so sometimes I want to close it off. Sometimes I want to keep it open. Grounding does that, you know, for certain areas. But um, for people, I always say, this is my best exercise for like wanting to open your third eye is to just close your eyes and to imagine pulling light through your, you know, the center of your forehead. And sometimes it can stay dark for a while. It can say like one, two, three minutes and you're just like, come on, pull some light through there. And then eventually like, you know, some white or violet light and tends to pull through and then you kind of open up your mm. third eye or imagine an eye there. But it's, it's, it's a beauty one, beautiful one. Cause it's about like, it's, it, it gives you good imagination. It's good for wisdom. It's good for, um, like I said, self-awareness, being able to see yourself, um, the way that you are. Um, and for those who, uh, teach manifestation techniques, you know, the Joe Dispenza's of the world. Yeah. And even like Joe yeah. Longo, who we had on the podcast, yeah. talks a lot about visualization for manifestation, being able to create the movie in your mind of what you want for yourself and not only see the movie, but be in it and feel it and have the experience of it, feeling it like somatically in the body. So would the third eye be that part of us that allows us to see, to project that movie into the future of what we want? Absolutely. That's where we have like the clairvoyance, you know, or like all those different things. Our strong intuition is there. Of course. And the thing for him is like, I love that he, he brought that up because the, the, what people say is like, I can't do that. I can't do that. Then try, keep trying, mm-hmm. like, you know, like keep trying. And it doesn't, it's not for everyone. It doesn't always come overnight. Like, Oh, I can't visualize that. It's like, try, try to find it, try to find it in there. Close your eyes, you know, work on the area, try and meditate with that and try and, and try and make what you want to. And if you can't, you're blocking yourself. And once you start to, um, and then you ask yourself, why am I blocking myself from being able to visualize this for myself? The thing about the, the last two chakras, um, the sixth and the seventh, the third eye and the crown, is that if you don't have balanced lower chakras, you will not be able to have healthy mm. higher ones. So that's the thing too. It's like you, and again, that's where the dysfunction comes in, where people all day long can be like, oh, my, my third eye, my crown's open, whatever. But like, if you are not balanced from your root up, it doesn't really hold much power. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like we are living in a 3D reality. So you have to play with that too. I have seen people who have been really open in their third eye and their crown and they're like on another planet, <laughs> but they're not on the planet. To, we're not on the planet together. Yeah. Would you go to a homeless psychic or would you go to a psychic that can provide a nice life for themselves and feed themselves? You'd go to the one that can provide for themselves and feed themselves and has healthy relationships. It doesn't matter how psychic you are, but if you're, if your lower shockers are off, you know what I yeah. mean? It, it, then it's, and I say this too, because I know you've always loved this stuff. And I remember too, like when I was younger, like I love psychics, I love meet them. But you would go to their houses and they would be like trailers and they would be like, they would have like, you know, they would be, you know, smoking cigarettes or maybe having like a, you know, one of mine had like an oxygen machine or had cancer or they'd lost family members or like, did, and you're just like, and then, but they're very psychic, but like. So it's interesting you bring that because I always noticed that growing up because I was, I was drawn to so many of those. Like I go to all the tarot readers, all the psychics. Mm-hmm. And that is something I would always notice be like morbidly obese, like living in a shithole, smoking a cigarette. Like it would just feel really unbalanced. Like, yes, mm-hmm. they might be able to see 
uh, the potential realities for my future and pick up on things for me. But at the same time, for them, for themselves, their own life, they lacked the ability to like have a good life for themselves. Yeah. They yeah. can help and others, sure. But. Yeah, and you want to be able to to be with someone because again, that's that's lacking the ability to be a human, and that's what we're here for. You know, like this is some sort of weird, beautiful experiment of whatever it is. And it's like, and it's sad because they, but again, a lot of it is like a lot of energy. So they're doing that, but they're not taking care of their, you know, from their, their throat down, you know? And so it's all up here. So I always assumed it was just because they were so, they were such empaths that they were so sensitive that they would just have to like, you know, sit and eat cheeseburgers and fries afterwards (laughs) to make themselves feel better. But that's also true as well. You know what I mean? Like you never want to be so psychic that you need to be. And again, for me, it's like, I did, I didn't think I'd, six clients yesterday, I needed to like eat something starchy when I was done. I was like, Oh, give me like uh, I forget what I ate. It wasn't a burger. It was like a sandwich. And I was like, I need a sandwich. Whereas normally I'd eat like, you know, a salad or something like that. But it's like, yeah, we do need to like dumb it down. But again, if it's the point of un- unhealth, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter how psychic you are. If you're, if it's making your other chakras and your body and your emotional and, you know, physical body, you know, unhealthy, then it's, it's not worth doing. Got so it. when does this uh, develop? So it's, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't really have okay. your emotional intelligence, so, but again, cause it's like you get to the throat again, those, and then, then, then the two psychic ones mm-hmm. come together, Got it. which are always there. Your third eye, you're born with your third eye and you're born with like, your crown, you know, um, the other ones develop in that way. And, and this is, you could indigo? only have healthy ones. Indigo color? Indigo, uh, violet, you mm-hmm. know, so then again, like that's where it gets a little hairy too, because the, the. The crown is, I get for some people it's white, for some people it's gold, for some mm-hmm. people it can be, um, you know, like I guess violet or purple. Yeah. Um, it kind of, it, some different places change different colors for that. Um, but purple and then I guess violet or purple, violet, and then white, whatever mm-hmm. that is, you know, and you'll see it differently for different people. Yeah. And for, I always like to think of it as, as purple. It's just because it's, I just think that's such a royal, beautiful yeah. color. And I love amethyst and amethyst yeah. is one is a, you know, very psychic stone that I've been, yeah. I've always had most of my life. Yeah. Just, I just exactly. have been always drawn to that color yeah. and that and stone. Like, when you do healing work, like the violet light is like mm-hmm. associated with that area. And, and if you don't know what the violet light is, it's like white light is healing, uh, healing light, but violet light would be, um, if you look at like a flame and you can see like there's a part of the flame that is like, you know, the, the yellowy part the you know, whatever. And then the mm-hmm. little bit of purple underneath is that stuff that singes away all of this, the, the impurities and all that kind of stuff. And then it, you know, erupts into this beautiful light. And so we use a lot of violet light to do a lot of healing. And if you see, if you do healing work with people, whatever, if I do like great deal, like I saw a bunch of violet and then it turned to white and it's like, we got rid of whatever that stuff was. Yeah. And so once we get up to, the crown. Mm-hmm. What do we need to know about the crown chakra? So it's like a thousand fold giant lotus, you know, like that's kind of, <laughs> oh, you know, it's, just it's, basic. Just basic. <laughs> um, and that's the Shara, Sara. I'm very bad at these names. Listen, when I um, did my yoga teacher training, I, ha- I had some of them down, but they're hard. They're hard to, I had never had to teach a class in all Sanskrit. And I was like, well, not all Sanskrit, just when we got yeah. to the poses. And yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot to remember. It's it's hard, and it's 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 my. I just don't. Uh, with my guy, di- I just don't. It doesn't come out of my mouth very. I don't know how to explain it, but um, but the, it's about like um, no fear, you know, and that's the part where it's like, 
there could still be fear around the third eye stuff. There's still that like in between, but when you get to the crown chakra and you have a healthy crown chakra, it's like no fear. Like I mm. know I'm here. It's your connection to, and I will say this for me and you can implement anything you think your connection to God, you know, your connection to the universe, your connection to, um, the cosmos, whatever you believe in, it is your, it goes, you know, like the, the root goes to the center of the earth, you know, into that core and the, um, you know, the, the crown goes beaming out. And, you know, when people do, you know, your meditations, it's like anchor, anchor your, you know, root chakra down yep. and then, you know, take the, take the light or whatever your kind of meditation you're doing and take it up to the universe to be able to receive the divine messaging. This is the awareness. This is the highly evolved person. Um, this is the, um, you know, inner knowing. Um, so for a balanced one, this would be magnetic personality receives miracles in life, um, at peace with self. You can tell very Zen people, you know, have a very open crown chakra. Why? Because they have such a deep connection to the divine or the universe or that kind of thing. Um, we're able to see that like, um, you know, that like I can also make decisions in my life that are divinely guided, you know, mm -hmm. where it's like, you feel like whether you can, you know, speak to God or pray or you receive messages, like you're always, again, meditation, you're always receiving some sort of message. This is um, too open, could be like um, depressed, um, frustrated, sense of unrealized power. So there's a lot of people that walk around who like know they're powerful, but they have zero connection to spirituality, God, universe, divine, whatever. And we know those people, we love those people. And there's a little nudge always where we're just like, yeah, but like be open to like, Miracles you know, like and all the things. Miracles, mm -hmm. yeah. And there's a lot of people who are like, no, I need, it needs to come from me. It needs to be from me. And it's like, leave, leave safe room for magic. I always say to every client, like, you know, you know, everyone wants to fill everything up a hundred percent. I'm like, I leave 10% always or 50 or 10% open for magic. Um, but there's people like lack of God, um, you know, in, in people's lives or whatever, whatever you believe in. But, mm -hmm. you know, the crown chakra is that part that's I open, find that, that connects you. There's this like, dance that I've been doing with being more open and being more of a channel and doing more meditation and opening myself up to, you know, divine guidance, that mm -hmm. there is this dance of, you know, for me personally, of not being too overwhelmed and going into a little bit of a depression versus mm -hmm. being really feeling really like elated versus just being balanced in the middle. I've been like kind of playing this dance around doing this kind of work, like opening up this crown chakra. Do you and have some advice for someone like myself who is really opening themselves up and is feeling kind of like that roller coaster? It's you have again the crown chakra is is but it's connected to everything. So you're connected to all. You have to decide you want to plug yourself into this. You know, it's imagine plugging yourself into everyone and everything and everything that this universe is. Mm -hmm. You know, and again, when you feel isolated or you start to focus on yourself or you start to be like, what's wrong with me? And you forget to look at the trees and look at the ants and look at your loved ones and look at flower and plant and the sky and whatever. And then you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of helps. Also like sitting in the sun with this, the sun on your crown. I remember I was having a really tough time with my crown chakra. I was having a lot of weird thoughts. I didn't like a lot of like different mental things for me. And it was just like, and I, I love that like food can be associated with like helping out, you know, chakras and it was like there's no there's no food for the crown chakra you know what i mean so i was like so i was like i just gotta go sun myself in the <laughs> park and i just sat in the middle of washington square park with like sun shining on my head uh, and it worked you know it, it yeah. helped, you know like but again whether it's you know my mind telling me it works or whatever a placebo effect or whatever but 
you know, be, but again, part of it is like understanding that you're connected to it all, mm-hmm. you know, it's beautiful. And, um, for some people it's, it's really hard for them to, um, you know, express that, but it's, it's enlightenment. So it's like, it's what we, what we want to be the most enlightened person, you know, is, you know, and spiritual connection to our higher self. So it's like, you don't have to be the most psychic person in the world to be the most enlightened or evolved person in the world. You know, it's, 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 it's your, it's your connection. It's your, it's your lifeline, that area. And like a lot of times, like we think religion can be so dogmatic. So it's like, we get, we go to church and we give ourselves to church or this priest or whatever it is. And that's our connection to God. And it's like, no, you have your own connection to God mm-hmm. or the universe, whatever you want to believe in divine, whatever. Yeah. I love this. Any, uh, any last advice for the listeners of getting of ways that they can start to tune into the seven chakras and check in with themselves to see if there needs to be some rebalancing. I think that I think like, and I just, this came to me, but like kind of going over yourself, like emotional or physical ailments that have kind of been a theme in your whole life, you know, whether it's, you know, and being able to be like, you know, say if it's like someone who's like always heartbroken and they've always have stomach issues, you know, or they're always have, I've always had money issues. I mean, it's me. You need to be completely transparent with yourself. Or I mean, also you could go to like a healer or you could go to, like, but, but being very like transparent with yourself and, and, or asking or looking at different things, ask yourself, okay, like what, you know, what am I, what do I do? What do I struggle with when it comes to this? And, and what's a recurring theme in me? Like for me, when, when I get Reiki, like I just, get up on the, you know, my, my Reiki master's table. I'm like, my sacral's off. Like, I know, you know, like, and it's because I'm having issues in certain areas. Like what other issues are you having in your life? You know, or if you're just like, if it's not like an issue, you're like, what, what do I like to develop stronger? Like, which one do I really love? And which one would I like to, and there's like food, yoga, there's like different exercises, there's different meditations. You can, uh, YouTube, uh, for, you know, meditation for solar plexus, you know, um, different stuff like that, you know, yeah. and, and there's so many resources, read up about it. You, know, you can read stuff. You can, um, again, like for root chakra stuff, it's like, take baths, go for a walk, go for a hike, you know, see how you feel after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just experiment with yourself mm-hmm. and see what feels good. And, and being honest with yourself is huge. Yeah. <laughs> you know, awesome. And again, for me, it's like, I was feeling a little unearthed last week. And then I decided to like, I look at my retirement fund. And again, because I, I believe in spirituality mixed with being a human being. If not, we'd just be a soul. We, we'd be dead. Do you know what I mean? We wouldn't have a body. Like we're meant to do the grunt work of human things. And so I was like, let me look what my retirement looks like. And I saw I was happy with it. And I was like, oh, my root chakra felt a little better. I didn't feel unearthed. I was a little more grounded. I said, I felt a little more secure. What can you do every day to work on each seven of them or maybe once a week? I mean, um, I forgot who used to do one of, the, one of the yoga teachers I would go to. She would do like a chakra a week. You know, we're working on this or a month. This week, we're working, find a yoga studio that does like, or, or a teacher who does like all month, we're working on our solar plexus. And it's a lot of exercises like that, but it's also a lot of talk about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have a workshop. Is it one coming up for I, people I to do? I didn't schedule it now, but I will schedule it as soon as I get off oh, of good. Yeah, yeah. So I'll put that up there. Yeah. So I'll do that. That'll be September or October. I'll put that up. It's Let seven us know. Weeks, we'll, so we... we'll put it in the show notes. Hopefully we can get it in these show notes before this comes out. So. Oh, you know what? I'll do it. And then I'll send it over to you guys okay, cool. um, right now. I'll do it after we get off yeah. And, um, but again, it's seven weeks, seven chakras. And Love it's it. fun because you, you see 
how, and again, I, a lot of the women in mine um, was like, some of them were married or, you know, and they were funny because I can see where my husbands are, which ones my husbands are off, you know, like, <laughs> but also, and, and, and then they weren't like trying to like fix them, but they were trying to be like, I understand what's going on here. Or like, wow, I didn't realize my whole life. He's had like a pretty off, like, you know, root chakra or whatever. And so it was like easy to, to spot in people, you know, and yeah. it's easy, but it's easy. It makes it easier to have relationships with people too. Totally. Yeah. And where can the listeners find you to sign up for all this? And again, we'll link all this in the show notes. So my website is www.regantilton.com. And then I also am at Regan Maria on Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook. Now that I've like, outed um, you and said that you're in string bikinis, people are, are like, I'm definitely <laughs> going to go on that Instagram. <laughs> I, I, we I'll have respectful you, listeners. You, you got you to be, there's a certain type of guy or, or woman that's attracted to me. You know? I'm a type. She's a beautiful I'm type. Everyone, I'm not everyone's type, but I'm, if I'm your type, I'm your type. I love it. I love it. Well, you're my yeah. type girl. I'm so happy that we got to connect and have you on the show again. Thank you me so much. Too. This was such a, such a cool class. We yeah. got a nice chakra class today. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's and again, like there's you can Google all day long. There's tons of stuff on there. Don't be overwhelmed by it. Pick what feels right for you. Find like uh, you know, everyone has like a lot of stuff on it. There's books on it. Again, like I said, everyone teaches it a little bit of a different way or has a little bit different interpretation, but it's all the same. But don't feel like you don't know anything about it. Like yeah. You know, like if you know a little bit, then great. Then you can help yourself. And with tune that. in with yourself, you know, and trust mm-hmm. your own body and your own intuition. I think that's yeah. the greatest gift we can give ourselves is really yeah. getting to know ourselves and finding out what, what feels true for you. Right. Cause you could be like I said, great in six of the chakras, but like one's off. And it's like, then you're just like, I need to work on this versus being like, there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And thank you guys to the listeners for tuning in today for this incredible episode with Reagan. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, guys.